to the regular exclusive podcast with Jason Renee. And we're going to be talking about, you know, a Nike story here in a little bit. But Renee, you told me that you've been doing something with another, you know, multi-billion dollar company that I was interested in, in hearing a little bit more about. Tell me. Okay. Well, in and this is it makes it sound like I'm working for them. I'm not working for Disney, guys. <laughs> I would just like to say that, you know, with the Little Mermaid live action movie being released, um, I just growing up with these movies, I'm so excited every time a new one comes out because nostalgia is just I'm an I'm a sucker for it. It's a so hell of a drug. It is. I've said it multiple times and it continues to be true. It's just every time a little bit of good nostalgia hits, I'm like, I'm here for it. I'll take it. I don't care if it's cheap. The fucking Disney movies that they've done already. So this is just because I, I can't go see The Little Mermaid basically right away because it's just going to be too many kids. I need to wait a few weeks and go like late at night. So to fill the <laughs> to fill the void in between while I'm waiting, I've been watching the original animated Disney movie and then its live action counterpart for like the past like three days. I've done like a marathon <laughs> of all of them because I just... I don't know why. It's just a thing. And it feels so good, I have to say. But it's been a really enlightening experience. Personally. All right, so what ones have you gone through so far? Okay. This this sounds like a sounds like a real commitment. <laughs> that's my that's like my middle name at this point. Like I told you, I start one thing and I have to finish the rest of the fucking series. <laughs> and so it's like a, a universe, I guess. But um, so I started off watching the Beauty and the beast animated okay and then just because i always loved that one it's just yeah. one of my favorites and then i watched the live action which i was like i remember seeing that in a the theater and being like this movie fucking rules like i was just <laughs> so excited and i think it's the nostalgia but i actually still think it's one of the better remakes in that it doesn't really change much it gives bell a little bit more to do but i think specifically the casting of luke evans and um, what's his face? Like Josh Gad yeah. as LeFou and um, what's his face? Gaston is mm -hmm. too perfect. It's too good. Like, yeah, it's so perfect. I love that. I also I just think that it's a good adaptation. It's a it's a wow. remake. It doesn't do anything cool or crazy, but it's like it's just for a new generation. That's really all these things are. I haven't seen all of the remakes, but I have seen that one. And I remember walking away from that one and not thinking it was it was bad like no, i walked good. i walked away from like the lion king i didn't like that one at all and it's because the the animals faces don't move which you know is they do i just rewatched that one the they live move action when they talk yeah well yeah but like they don't emote like no, the cartoon they're fucking they're I not know, a... <laughs> i'm saying that was the thing Jason... i didn't like i'm just like i feel like i'm just if i turned the volume off i'd just be watching discovery channel and i didn't like that i i like cartoons and emoting and yeah but anyways this is your journey tell me tell me more this is my journey well <laughs> it's just it's really made me come to like a lot more of these live action adaptations and realize that they're actually like good outside of like i just feel like people shit on them all the time and say what's the point or they're so ugly compared to the original you yeah. know, they're like the other one is so beautiful and bright and there's so many dark and shit scenes. But I don't agree. Like I just then. So, OK, after that, I watched uh, the original Alice in Wonderland, which was always one of my favorites growing up. And wow. then both of the movies that were the live action ones. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's interesting that the movies that act as more of a sequel to the original versus mm -hmm. ones that just recreate it. Mm -hmm. I tend to like the ones that just recreate it and don't do like a whole new unique story. Like I still love and I like the at the Alice in Wonderland adaptation, but like I wish I had gotten to see like the original done as a live action, right? Oh my god, Renee is criticizing a Tim Burton Johnny okay. Depp movie. This is a moment for the history books right here. <laughs> know, oh my I god. Know. I just rewatching it. I'm like it's great. It feels it feels good, but it also just is like so different, right? Yeah. And they add this whole story and like I get it cuz like the original book is really just her the original movie is her just going from scene to scene and encountering weird shit and going, "Oh, that's crazy." and then going back home. So like I get it. It's just like a lot of things happening around her. 
It's essentially like, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's totally fine. That's what it is. Like, don't change it into something that it needs to be. Like, I don't know. I think the second one I still enjoyed a little bit, too, even though that one's just totally off the rails. I think Sasha Baron Cohen is good in that one. But but for me, I personally love like the Beauty and the Beast and the way that they just recreate the original. That's really what it is. I mean, these movies are just for a younger generation. Anybody who's like 30 or older getting mad about whatever they're doing in the new adaptation is just stupid. That's what <laughs> I think. So then after that, I went and watched uh, The Jungle Book. Oh, no, sorry. I watched um, Aladdin, the original and the remake, which okay. I really enjoyed the remake. I still think that's one of the better Disney adaptations. I heard no one talk about the live action Aladdin. And my immediate thought was, must be OK. No, it's Is, good. I, I mean, I was at the very least, it must be OK, because people only really talk when they absolutely hate something. And so I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, no, I didn't hear a word about this, so it must be okay. <laughs> I personally think, like, I was really skeptical of it because the original's so great and because, like, how do you beat Robin Williams mm -hmm. as the genie? But I do think, like, Will Smith was, like, the perfect choice, and I felt like it didn't bother me, and I enjoyed a lot of the changes that they made, but they kept it very similar to the original. I just think that one was done really, really well. There's a lot of great, like, dances and action sequences, and it's very colorful and bright, which was a lot of... Mm -hmm. People criticizing the other ones. Um, but then I did watch the Lion King original and the remake. I think like for the remake, it's not as bad as I thought. Like when I because I didn't like that the first time because the animals are too weird looking. But then mm -hmm. this time I watched it right after the original and it kind of just like maybe I just liked it a little bit more because it was I mean, it's basically exactly the same. Mm -hmm. But I still think the hardest thing about that movie is that like first off, Beyonce just is like the star like she takes over once she's like playing nala like it's just like i'm obsessed with this like i wish this was the nala story Fuck i love <laughs> i loved the casting for the live action it was so good and then but yeah like the hardest thing for me to get past is pumba because he looks like a monster but he's like <laughs> played perfectly by seth rogan like it really works but he's just horrifying looking compared to the original i'm like they couldn't have made him a little cute <laughs> i will i will always stand firm on that i think they missed the ultimate opportunity i mean i seth rogan's fine i i, I like billy eichner uh, mm -hmm. but He's i perfect. think i think the perfect casting for that pairing would be the rock and kevin hart i think they would have been hilarious yeah and it would have been like the I rock being a warthog and kevin hart being um, whatever that is, a muskrat or something. No, it <laughs> it would have been be hilarious. A, I don't think The Rock has ever farted in his life. That's what yeah, I think. And Puma no, is all about gas and everything. It'd be somebody else's him. farts. No, I, do, I, I think <laughs> it needs to come from someone that you're like, yeah, that guy farts. Like fucking <laughs> Seth Rogen. Yeah, he farts all the time, I bet. Like, I just, I feel like it fits better. Like, I don't think The Rock farts anymore. He probably had some surgery where they just don't, he doesn't do it anymore because he seems like he's too perfect all the time. He wants to be perceived as perfect. His body is running at peak efficiency. That's what I'm saying. No, so no nothing farts. is wasted. Yeah. No farts. Exactly. No farts. That's, that's uh, energy that would be just shooting out of his ass. So, no. I think personally, I think Seth Rogen's great, but, but yeah, I mean, also, I just think it, it's a little harder to, to work. I think this, this movie magic of like the live action stuff when they have animals only yeah. like the jungle book works better for me. And it's also directed by John Favreau and like the reason that they gave him Lion King. And I think mm -hmm. the jungle book is actually a way better adaptation than the Lion King, which is mm -hmm. interesting. I don't know if it's just because there's a child that's like actually in the movie with the animals. But I think also just maybe, I don't know, maybe also the original Jungle Book isn't that great. Like, so the new one really just made it a way better story, I think. And the performances oh. were, were really well done. For some reason, that one just hits better for me. It's maybe just more serious. I don't know. Uh, we all know why. It's because of ScarJo. Yeah, as, as a, a snake. snake. And then Christopher Walken being an orangutan. I mean, he also sings the fucking credit song for a while. And I'm just like, I love this. And they have the cowbell in that scene. So it just automatically <laughs> gets a bunch of points for me. But so that's all I've watched so far. That's basically all of them, I want to say. Oh, no, sorry. I forgot one. Obviously, Mulan. Um, I just I watched that one last night. Both versions because the animated was my favorite. Oh, and the animated's amazing. Say, the new one is actually 
amazing and I really, really love it. I think it's one of the better. It might be the best of the live action adaptations. My only disappointment is that there's no Mushu and no music from the original. There's no songs. It's not like a they don't sing at any point, which is fine. But God damn that song about like be I'll make a man. man. Yeah, I'll make a man out of you. I mean, that was killing me in that one training scene. I'm like, could would it have killed you to put it in the background? Just say it. No, not even the words. I can sing those from heart. Just the music. I have not seen the live action Mulan, but I'm pretty sure that is the hottest take that you have ever had. That it's the best adaptation, just based off other people's responses to it. So really, did people not I, like it? People hated it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I get it. I mean, I'm literally sitting here going like, oh, I love the ones that don't change anything. <laughs> but the thing is, is that it doesn't it still doesn't change that much. It really just I think after rewatching it, I was like, OK, it's still basically the same thing and the same plot points happen. They just slightly change it. And also it has the coolest action sequences out of any Disney movie ever. I think maybe Pirates beats it. But like there's some legit cool shit going on. Plus, it's also directed by a woman. So. I I thought that was cool. Maybe that's why it's better. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? All I know is I don't go to Disney for my action fixes. I go to Me John Wick. Me either. But it's a wonderful <laughs> surprise when it happens. I'm yeah. like, fucking A, that looked cool. I mean, there's no way that any of that would ever happen. But again, it's a Disney movie. Anything can happen. Very true. So, But All let's right, well, talk about something that's not quite as magical. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, but I, I want to follow up on this when uh, when you go through all of them. So we'll do a part two intro later on. <laughs> at, yeah, at unless everyone's date. like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything else about Disney ever again, because literally nobody nobody talks about or nobody shuts up about it right now. When there's a new adaptation, everyone's talking Disney. So yeah, I'm just trying know. to add a little positivity into the, the shit that everyone's <laughs> just throwing, because you know what, guys? There's a lot worse movies than this, and I think we should all just rewatch the Tom Cruise Mummy. There you go. I mean, I have uh, not seen all of them. I probably won't watch all of them. But even if I did watch all of them, I probably won't really talk about them because I feel weird about having strong opinions of children's movies. It's so creepy. <laughs> that's a, that's a proper fucking response, Jace. Thank you. <laughs> that is how everyone should feel over the age of 30. If you are over the age of 30 and posting about how shit the little mermaid is or like literally just like creating fucking dummy accounts to just talk about how terrible it is. Like you guys are like you should go to an insane asylum. Like you should be brought there against your will cuz I doubt you'll ever go. But like you've got some serious issues. <laughs> What's the plan? We build a shoe line around just him. I need the greatest basketball shoe that's ever been made. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. You'll motor All right, so we're talking about air. Uh, let's just get it right off the bat. Um, this movie is does not have Michael Jordan in it, so if... That's the back what, of his head. His head? His Not uh, even his, his head. You hear his... You see his height... Uh, yeah, his voice a couple times. Do you? Yeah, and video like footage, B roll stuff. Yeah, all all ADR. You know. Yeah, he's not really in. Apparently, Ben Affleck consulted him, but I was wondering, like, would it be better if they replaced him with AI? Because like any other <laughs> actor they use, we're gonna know it's not Michael. So like, I kind of feel like just showing the back of his head was a little weird, but also like it kind of was the, maybe the best option. Like, are you saying we should have done like the Mark Hamill treatment on yeah. the Mandalorian? Just, just get... saying that technology's <laughs> out there. They could have done that. I'm kind of glad they didn't, though. Right? That would have been too distracting. Yeah, you think they could have just uploaded all of the Last Dance into mm -hmm. an AI, and like it could have just recreated his voice. <laughs> you think? But uh, but apparently they went with the back of the head, which I guess was fine. But I was like. You know, did he really not say anything in that entire meeting with Nike? <laughs> like, did what? he not say a fucking word? Or is that just because they didn't even want the actor to speak? <laughs> well, you know, I think in terms of like a top five best back of the heads on a person. Pretty good. Michael Jordan's up there. He's, yeah. the he's the greatest basketball player of all time and one of the greatest back of the heads of all yeah. time. So you think that was his? I think that was someone else's back of the head. It wasn't even his. No, no, no. That one had hair. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it okay. wasn't him. As a bald <laughs> man, I know. I know. Sorry, sensitive subject. 
Off to the races, Jace. Hey, Michael Jordan's an inspiration. Bald men can do a lot of things. They can be the greatest podcast or sorry, greatest basketball player of all time. Sorry, I screwed up my joke. It was the greatest basketball player of all time or the most mediocre podcaster of all time. So (laughs) I like that you just went with your natural instinct, which was the best podcaster of all time. (laughs) You know, if you if you believe it, then uh, it may happen. But Probably not. I think I if know. Matt Damon believes it, then it'll happen. That's the, the Matt key. Damon can do anything as the everyday man. That is mm-hmm. the best quality of Matt Damon. Anyways. <laughs> Off topic already. Air came out uh, April this year, 2023. And um, it, I, I'm actually really surprised to see this. It's a $90 million budget movie. Wow. I was very surprised by that. There are some big name actors in it, but a lot of I bet you like 90% of that was probably the fucking cast. <laughs> That's why they didn't fucking include Michael. They had no budget left over. They have a lot of fucking high up people that you're like, oh shit, you know? Uh, maybe the budget was spent on on the sets and stuff. Cause one thing this movie did amazing on was like recreating the feel of the eighties and early nineties. Like obviously we, you know, we weren't really alive <laughs> at know. that point <laughs> from the documentaries I've seen. Oh, <laughs> when I was a baby, I do remember it looking a lot like that. Well, I think that's like what, you know, that's what uh, Nolan said to me. The very beginning of the fucking movie was like, you know, for people who grew up in the eighties, this is probably like heavy nostalgia. And I'm like, well, that's great. But like, I don't know. I would I want to watch a movie about the iPod being invented? I really don't think I would. Yeah, but if it's told through a compelling story, maybe it would. I don't know. This one has a compelling story. I will say that, like, it, I don't know. Right off the bat, I thought I was not going to like this movie, <laughs> just because of I don't want another movie about a product invention glorifying a corporation. I don't think we need to be. <laughs> Let's tell some other stories, some better stories. Most of those aren't even that interesting. Some horror stories. Some horror stories. There was no horror. Could have used more horror in this movie for sure. But I I feel like it won me over eventually. But my first thought when I started this movie and I saw like just fucking sports shit, which is just not my jam. I was like, this movie feels like watching a foreign film about a really old, boring (laughs) war that I don't give a fuck about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> literally like as the movie was like maybe 10 minutes in i'm like that's that's how i'm feeling right now but you know what this movie might not be necessary but i enjoyed it it won me over i'm i'm happy to hear that yeah renee the the first thing that popped in my head just now is like if there was an adaption of this movie to a horror movie version like mm-hmm. you're there you're, oh, you're, wa- yeah. you're watching the the start of the Nike Michael Jordan relationship in a horror setting. <laughs> or it's like instead of Michael Jordan, it's like Dracula makes a deal with fucking Nike and what that is like. You know, that could be fun. The red on the shoes is the blood that, yeah. Jack- that Dracula's spilling. Rewrite history like Tarantino, man. I don't know. I'm just having fun. If there's a horror element, I'm obviously in. But there was no horror in this movie. But I still enjoyed myself by the end, <laughs> shockingly, because I felt I felt and maybe that's just something to address. But do we need more movies like this of like this genre of like, oh, how this company came up with this product? Like, OK, the Michael Jordan part <laughs> is very compelling. And Matt Damon's a good character to frame it around. Yeah. But like 90 percent of the movies in this genre, like, do you like any of them? I don't know. I feel like this is one of those weird waves that we go through when mm-hmm. when it comes to movies. Like, yeah, one one movie does really well, and I don't think there's any one movie that actually did this. I think it's documentaries mm-hmm. kind of made this whole. We want to hear the story behind the story. Yeah, thing. And they're like, let's turn that into a movie, and then we got like the Tetris movie, which I haven't seen. I've heard uh, it's horrible. We're getting a pinball movie. There is literally a movie about the creation of the Flamin' Hot Cheeto that's coming out called Flamin' Hot, which like I know that like a janitor or some <laughs> shit is the guy who came up with that and pitched Good it. Goodwill Hunting. 
Yes. Okay. Sure. But we have Goodwill Hunting. I mean, this is a great article, but is it a movie? Do we need this? A great documentary. Sure. But again, like this is just a weird trend. I think this movie fits into like one of the better ones that actually works. I would say the best of this genre would be the social network, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. It doesn't I, paint the creator in like this, oh, he's an angel and everything's perfect, all these white men at a company, you know? Well, the reason for that is probably because that movie revolves around the the head of the, the company. I mean, Phil sure. Knight is an heir, but Phil Knight is a supporting character in this. Yeah, they picked the right person to frame it. It's not as bad as I thought of like, this is, isn't this Michael Jordan's story? It's not really. It's more of Nike's story. But yeah. again... To my point, do we need stories about corporate companies coming up with products, no matter how remarkable the story is? Well, don't worry, Renee. Your your theory is going to hold because there's going to be more of these movies and they're probably going to be bad. Yeah, they're going to be. This, that's what I'm saying. It's starting a dangerous trend. This movie gets a pass from me. But my God, let's talk about it in five years and see the fucking consequences. That's all I got to say. <laughs> well, I, you know, the good news in that sense is that this movie wasn't that successful it had a 90 Perfect. million dollar budget it had an 89 million dollar uh gross worldwide so it 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 didn't even make its money back if you include marketing expenses well it wasn't i think it was originally planned to just be a streaming release and then it tested oh, really? well so they released it on in theaters as well oh okay. but that's why it came out on streaming a lot faster than like mm. normal i believe gotcha but yeah I enjoyed this movie a lot. I think part of the reason that I enjoyed it a lot is that I I didn't expect Michael Jordan to be a part of it. Like, from the trailers and everything, I was like, this is a story that revolves around Michael Jordan, but it's not really a Michael Jordan story. But, like, yeah. it felt similar to, like, if people didn't like Renfield because they saw, like... Nicolas Cage in the trailer and like, oh, this is a Dracula movie. It's not a Dracula movie. It's literally called Renfield. <laughs> and yes, this one is like called Air, which is kind of in between. I mean, it's yeah. literally Nike, Air Jordan. So it's a little bit of both, but it is 90% Nike. And I think I also thought that it was going to be like, oh, this is awkward if they're telling Michael Jordan's story without him. But mm. I feel like it totally did not do that. It was definitely more of Nike's story. And like, I, I just think Ben Affleck did a great job directing it. I find that whatever genre he's doing, I usually am into the movie that he's directed. I love him as a director. Me too. He's really good. Like Argo is one of my favorites. The Town. Like the Town. Yeah. The Town is one of my favorites. I just went town to a rules. bachelor post. I went to a bachelor party in Boston a couple weeks mm. ago. The entirety of that party was just quoting the town. It was all these <laughs> local Boston guys and just the entire time. Oh, I bet. That's great. It, it was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. It's like you're in the fucking movie. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I love I I think he's just so talented as a director and so just like and also I think the reuniting of him and Matt Damon is always good. Yeah. So it was funny. This movie was kind of marketed as like the reuniting, mm -hmm. but it wasn't really. There was no. You told me about this movie, and I and I watched it. It came out in 2021, so it's still in that weird COVID in between stage. Mm -hmm. Directed by Ridley Scott, called The Last Duel. Yep, and that was actually co-written. But with those guys and another person. Yeah, so that was really the reuniting. It was. And it was. It's surprising that they were marketing this because I'm like, they didn't even write it together. They didn't write air. Somebody else did. Yeah. He just directed and they're co-starring. They have a lot like so many great scenes together. It's a it's a great movie for them. But like there's so much more of a reunion happening in the last duel. But yeah. I can't believe you watched it. What did you think? OK, so. I. <laughs> it's I kind of a crazy movie it is crazy i really liked what they were trying to do i don't know if it totally worked though like i watched the first part and my immediate thought was i don't know if i like this because every scene is so short mm -hmm. like you don't see the characters like really interact with each other yeah and then when i 
learned that like, oh, it's telling the same story from three different perspectives that clicked a little bit more with me. And um, so I I feel like I need to watch it again so that yeah. I get that out of my head of like, this is just a linear story. Mm-hmm. But I liked it a lot. Like it was a total Ridley Scott movie, like the, yeah. like the, the landscapes and the practical effects of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, only Ridley Scott could do a hundred million dollar movie like that. I know. And, and we haven't seen it since like Kingdom of Heaven, which mm-hmm. I love. It's Great a, movie. Maybe the only like Orlando per, Orlando Bloom performance that I love. I do love Pirates, but like yeah. Kingdom and of Legolas, Heaven is like, you're the man. Uh, I Le- am... Legolas is okay. Frodo doesn't even know his name. So like whatever. <laughs> hey, um, okay. <laughs> my, my only thing of only two things of of uh the last the, duel the last duel thank you is um it's a french story but there's no indication that it's french other than like if you google it like there's no accents ben affleck is doing a really weird french accent did you is notice he? his voice was very strange and like <laughs> his hair i mean he's got all blonde like white bleached blonde fucking eyebrows hair weird haircut that was that was my second thing i was like this is the worst case scenario in terms of hairstyles for all of these actors except for adam driver adam driver and jody comer <laughs> yeah yeah like but yeah adam matt, driver matt, still looks hot <laughs> matt damon's bolt mullet and <laughs> ben affleck's blonde hair like what is happening? <laughs> it became like really, really like it was so abrasive at first, but then I feel like it really grows on you. And I actually like I loved the characters and like everything. I really enjoyed like basically you're it, if you think about it, you're getting like the two male perspectives. Then you're basically getting the truth of the situation, which is mm-hmm. the neutral third party. Not so neutral by the end, but, but the truth. But the truth is yes. like her version. And so I just think if you there's like a bunch of gifts of like her performance side by side in each of like the ones where like Adam Driver thinks that she's like into him when like she gives him or he kisses her or whatever. It's it's so great. Anyways. Yeah. And we can transition back to air. But um, I will say for all the action heads listening, um, great action movie. The mm-hmm. action sequences are top notch. They are top full, full Ridley Scott. Yeah, like it's great. Like, it's like a sleeper. People did not see it. I saw it when it dropped on streaming and I was like, holy fucking shit, this movie's incredible. I think I saw the picture on HBO Max when it was HBO Max and um, R.I.P. M- Matt Damon's mullet. I was like, I'll get to this later. It so. was kind of <laughs> off putting for me, but then I heard it was really great. And so I just gave it a chance. And I hate to say it. Matt Damon, I think you pull off a lot of shit and including a fucking mullet and a belly in this movie. I mean, in air, like, I think he could just pull it off. I always really like him. He's very likable. Matt Damon. So now let's transition to air. Yeah, let's get back to air. I'm trying to help Damon. I think (laughs) Matt Damon, I think, is the most versatile. um, Every man. Every white man uh, that that has Great ever correction. that has ever been on screen. Like when yes. I watched Air, I'm like, my dad has worn that polo and those pleated pants. Yep, but, I've but seen it with the belly, but no hair. Like that's my dad. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny because it's like his characters are very like every re- every man regular maybe just especially in appearance but he always has this kind of like secret genius thing He's yeah always been doing that so, which is great like another one i always think of is like the martian i love him in that oh yeah and i think he's totally got that to a t in this movie too yeah. where like he's definitely still kind of a dweeb and like doesn't even like exercise when he works at nike and all he thinks about is basketball but like he's also a fucking genius at basketball yeah. so He's just great for that kind of a role. Like, that's a thing that him, that he has that, like, someone like Leonardo DiCaprio Could like never have. can't have. Like No. And, they tried like, to dress him down and don't look up, and it was like, oh, when he gets a makeover, it was like, he still was hot. Like, before, <laughs> he looks exactly the same. I mean, just saying. That guy's always sexy as fuck. Like, Matt, like, Leonardo DiCaprio could, could, uh, get 
totally fucked up in in Fight Club and still be hot. Oh, you know, yeah. Matt Damon. Matt Damon's a very good looking man. I don't know. He just has this way of just seeming like the everyday man, and mm-hmm. it works across a lot of the roles that he does. I mean, it's kind of like that old uh, Family Guy joke that was like, fucking Ben Affleck married like Jennifer Garner, and now he's like with J Lo. And it was like, and Matt Damon married a bartender. (laughs) It's just like a little bit of explaining the difference between them two, maybe. (laughs) Oh, we're going to get into that into the next part. Yeah, we shall. Uh, (laughs) I just always think of that. And it's uh, it's too true. Yeah. But um, yeah, so like, I don't know. What was this? You you said you came into this movie not really thinking you were going to like it. I don't know. What was what was the stuff that kind of won you over? (laughs) I think it was really funny. Also, Jason Bateman, always a nice addition. Great. I just love him. I think he's hilarious. And he was just great to like throw in the mix with Matt Damon. And I think it's just also maybe just the it's probably a combination of the cast and Ben Affleck's directing. Personally, Mm -hmm. I figured if I came around on this movie, that's probably why, you know, I I I generally tend to like movies with either of those guys or both of them together, especially. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, this movie is really good in that it, it has a great cast, you know, mm-hmm. everyone kind of fills their role. Like Jason Bateman, he was kind of the surprise person for me. Like I thought he was going to be there to do his kind of usual Jason Bateman thing where he just like has these funny one liners as the normal person. Mm hmm. And like he has those, but then like he has also those like kind of deeper emotional moments where he's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm a shitty father. And the only connection I have to my daughter is giving her shoes. And like, I that's, know that that's, was really good. That's all I have. Like, like if we lose our jobs, I'm still going to go buy those shoes and bring them to her. Like that was like that fucking got me. I, I just always love him. I think he's really, really talented. And I mean, he's also a great director. Just speaking of other actor directors. Mm hmm. I think I really, really loved Chris Messina as the agent, as Michael Jordan's agent. Oh, my God. He was so fucking good. He reminded me a lot of, like, Ari Gold from yes. Entourage. <laughs> Unless you stop making that fucking air soul and start making the entire company air fucking Michael Jordan, I'll bury you alive and light you on fire and dance and piss on your grave and fuck the eye hole of your skull. You're right. I don't want to be a therapist. You want to fuck with me? You fucking herpes simplex too, motherfucker! You know, the fact that you know there's a second simplex of herpes makes me think that you might have it, David. Of course I do! Everyone has herpes! You know why you don't, Sonny? Because no one will fuck you. No one. I never looked at it that way. That was like <laughs> one of the only notes I put because I was just watching the movie. I'm like, this guy is channeling Ari Gold. <laughs> Which I'm like, also, you know, I feel like all agents are basically like that. I mean, I don't know. I've never fucking had an agent, but like... From what I've heard and what I've seen, like it sounds like they're all just that fucking crazy and abrasive and angry. Sounds like they get it all out at work, though. <laughs> if if uh, anyone listening, if you've never watched Entourage, you don't need to. It's a very good show. I would say it's Entourage. worth it. But if you want to know what we're talking about, just YouTube Ari Gold. It, it's worth it. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. Are you kidding? You should definitely watch Entourage, people. It's great. It is, but I'm just saying you can get Ari Gold and have everything you ever want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so also Chris Tucker, let's talk about. He's great. So good. So happy to see him. Has he been doing other roles lately? Like, wasn't he doing some other stuff? Because I know he's he took a long break. Um, I don't no i feel like he's been just like in random things he's like been popping back up like him and dave Chappelle kind of like were mia for a while and then they both kind of started popping back up and shit yeah i i feel like chris tucker like uh i feel like he like peaked with rush hour which is when I Google Chris Tucker, that is the first several movies in Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like he's been like a side thing in things recently. Uh, like he was in Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, um, yeah. Fuck. I forgot about that. I just rewatched that movie like a couple months ago. That was so good. Yeah. Like, so he's he ha- he's been pretty chill 
like with yeah. things like not actively doing a lot of stuff or I don't know but like he was great in this movie mm-hmm. yeah no I loved his character and also seeing like Marlon Wayans I was like oh shit <laughs> I was gonna say Marlon Wayans was the surprise for me in this movie yeah he didn't have a comedic moment the entire like it was a short run time but his entire time he was just playing a very serious person, which yeah. I loved and I haven't seen before. I think he's and been he was doing great. like a, he nailed it. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a bunch of stuff lately. I'll still always just love him in fucking all the scary movies, but I I excited that like I was so excited to see him and it was so unexpected. And that was just a really great scene. I agree. Yeah. Like when he was talking about like I saw this the speaker that he put his name I'm like who the fuck is the speaker what was it tell me like I was, Martin Luther I was King engaged. <laughs> I had no idea that that was what it was gonna be I was like oh shit that was just a really cool scene but then I love it he's like so are you telling me to do it he's like no <laughs> I love it it was good yeah so this movie is is interesting in that you know it's a movie that revolves around sports and it kind of sets itself up as a sports movie. But it's not, you know. Thank fucking Christ it's not. <laughs> I, I definitely would have been out like on it a bit earlier. But I think the fact that it was more about. I mean, I hate to say it's like about marketing, but it was like kind of interesting and like almost like sales kind of, because they're like basically having to sell Michael on it. And I was like, I can see why Jace really liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was going to say, I think I like this movie because it's like if you had a sports movie and you had a sales movie like Wolf of Wall Street merged yeah. with, a, with a sports movie, this is essentially what you get, which is like right in my alley. I enjoy totally. all of it. Like, yeah. It it definitely has a lot of people have compared it to like Moneyball too. Yeah, yeah not like yeah. it's like Moneyball too, like the sequel, but like <laughs> yeah, 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 you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's like the business of sports. Which, yeah, yeah like, Moneyball exactly. is a very good comparison. Moneyball is a better movie, but like mm -hmm. this is this is in that same vein. I have a feeling it'll probably still like. I mean, who knows? A lot of movies will come out before then, but like, could I'll be interested to see if how it does at the Oscars. I feel like it could. People really liked it. Yeah. This was the first movie that I've watched this year that I'm like, I'm curious to see if this pops up at the Oscars. I don't know. I had the like same we... thought after Cocaine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine Bear popped at the, at the last Oscars. That's what I'm saying. So, so we know it's taking home Best Picture next year. <laughs> if the gods are just, it will. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I, I don't know in what area this would pop up. I do love the, the screen, the, the screenplay for it, like this actor or the, the, the writer for this was on the blacklist, which is a list yeah, of movies that scripts pe that people really want to make, but haven't yeah, been made yet. Yeah. And, and it makes a lot of sense that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon would, pick up a movie off that since like goodwill hunting i think was on the blacklist mm -hmm. uh and this is like that guy's first screenplay like he oh cool or to, to to be picked up for a movie so like they gave this guy a chance because somebody gave them a chance at some point which yeah. is cool i like that um but yeah Me like too. I, like i i think th there was nothing about this movie that i was like i hated that like no. I enjoy, I enjoyed every part of it. I don't know if I would necessarily like. I this is I love this movie, or this should be up for best picture. But I do think it's a really good movie that should be nominated for some things. We don't have the we don't have the uh, acclaim to to really make those decisions. But no, I'm calling it. Ben <laughs> Affleck is going to win best picture, best director, best supporting actor. Is, I it, mean, his running outfit alone, I think, deserves it. Like it, that was incredible. <laughs> That, that outfit, good. the colors, it was perfect. He nailed Phil Knight. He really, I don't know anything about this guy, but it was hilarious. And I just, I love that, like, like we were just talking about the last duel and this. I'm like, he just doesn't give a fuck if he looks <laughs> silly anymore. You know, I love it. Well, the, 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 this movie's fun because, like, there's no spoilers. We all know how this ends. So, like, you don't have to worry about anything. 
But like even mm-hmm. I that don't know sports stuff, <laughs> I know that it's called the fucking Air Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing of this whole movie is that movies like this were like they're based on a past event and we know how they turn out like they're not they're not always like the most engaging of like oh i'm what happens i don't know because i already know the ending so like this movie though i was fully engaged in everything even knowing the ending i'm like how do they sell jordan on nike well yeah because i didn't really know that he like was so anti-nike back then i didn't i didn't i didn't know that story i wasn't aware of it like so like they did a great job of like building the stakes even though we know how it is we know exactly what happens yeah also like I watched The Last Dance. Like, I watched that whole documentary series. And I don't remember very much at all about Michael Jordan's mother and how pivotal of a role she was. Apparently, he's the one who said he wanted Viola Davis to play his mother. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sure they're like, great, that's going to up the budget. That's going to (laughs) take a lot of budget. She's a fucking Oscar winner. (laughs) That's 20 of the 90. Okay, let's do that. (laughs) Let's keep going. We're going to get more on here. But I mean, I I think one thing that Nolan said, which I thought was funny, was like at the beginning, I like how they have the like percentage of the market Mm -hmm. market share for like. Uh, right, com- or Adidas for the is basketball the top. market. Yeah, yeah, and it has the percentages, and Nike's like thirteen percent or whatever, something crazy, or thirty percent maybe. I don't know, but um, thirteen. But they're still a billion dollar company for running shoes. Anyways, continue. Sorry, I don't know things. <laughs> um, and at the end, he was like, you know, they really should have put up the updated statistics <laughs> of like the market share. And I'm like, I mean, do we care though? Like, we know it's Nike, right? Like, they're probably like. I mean, who knows what the other percentages are, but I'm like, really, that's your note? He goes, well, also, like, not enough B-roll Michael Jordan footage. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> not enough B-roll. Like, there's a whole section during Matt I'm Damon's like, motivational speech that was not related to the timeline of the speech. <laughs> I'd love to know what the actual speech was, because if it was that fucking prescient, I'd be like, this guy might know the future. Like, if he was that adamant about Michael Jordan, granted, the guy's amazing and it's easy to tell. But, like, if he knew the way that he described his future was, like, pretty spot on. I was like, is this guy a fucking witch? <laughs> that that scene, I was thinking, I was like, is this exactly how it went or not at all how it went? Because, like, every... All of the characters in the movie, their reaction to the speech was, God damn, that was a that was a great speech. It's like if that is not the writer, went, if that's not how it went, that is very poor writing. That's um, the writer going, you know what? I deserve a little <laughs> praise here. Cause I don't know if anyone else is gonna say so. <laughs> I kind of like that. I'm just thinking that maybe he like sees the future because I'm trying to find that horror element that's been just so glaringly obviously <laughs> missing this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, it was it was it was a very fun movie and like for them to get me invested in this story that I already know the outcome of. I was like, oh this is great and like Viola Davis crushes as always. Argue yeah. argu- arguably the best performance outside of uh the agent. Um, yeah, well, he was great and hilarious, <laughs> but I mean, like, I think also Matt Damon was really good. Matt Damon. So, if there's an actor, you know, there's a lot of actors that have like their their typecasts, you know, or things that they do in every movie. Matt Damon's superpower that I am just sucked in on, no matter what, is whenever he predicts what someone else is going to do in a movie. Takes me right back to rounders. I was just about to say, I know <laughs> you're thinking of fucking rounders, and I got heavy rounders vibes. Yeah, too. Like, like great movie. When he was doing the whole thing, here's what every other company is gonna yep. do. I'm like, oh love it. I am 
throwing my phone across the room, I'm going to listen to everything he has to say. Like, Matt Damon's superpower is those scenes. Yes, like, 100%. He crushes it. <laughs> he crushes it. Always. <laughs> I mean, luckily, that that scene happens uh, fairly early on in the movie. So after that point, I'm like, I'm sucked into this movie. <laughs> that no gotcha. matter, like, like, Really, you're right in. They pulled the full Matt Damon. We haven't had that in a while. Martian has no predictiveness oh. to it. And Matt Damon yeah. crushes with that. And it's awesome. Totally. He's the best. Which maybe we should get into him and Ben Affleck of it all. Because that's like a huge part of this movie. Yeah. So, yeah, let's... Let's take a little break and let's let's talk about Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. You ask me what I do here. This is what I do. I find you players and I feel it this time. Okay, it's risky. When you were selling sneakers out of the back of your Plymouth, that was risky. Don't change that now. For a rookie. Yes. Who's never set foot on an NBA court. That's the literal definition of rookie. Yeah. So Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are essentially the actor equivalent of pb and j you know they have they won the oscar together writing goodwill hunting they won the oscar for best screenplay which original original screenplay which when we were watching uh this movie like it was labeled like academy award winner ben affleck and it was like he wasn't he didn't win the award for best director, but like they're marketing that. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he when he did his Argo won best picture, but he didn't win best director. He wasn't even nominated. He's like yeah. an all timer like director snub. Say him and Bradley Cooper, man, they need to fucking get their due. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So, yeah, like they started their journey together in 1997. Well, I mean, before that, obviously, but that's when Goodwill Hunting was 1997. Have you seen that movie? Have I seen Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> you have not seen Goodwill no. Hunting? It is one of the biggest like dark spots on my film resume. I need to watch it. <laughs> so if I say, do you like apples? You just don't know what to say to that. I like them. How do you like them apples? I okay. know that. Thank God for YouTube clips. Okay, you know that. Okay, sweet. Hey, I'm I, just saying. I cannot believe you've never seen Goodwill Hunting. I'm saving it for a rainy day, man. Robin Williams won Best Actor. Was it Best Actor or Best Supporting? Supporting Actor. I mean, <laughs> see, I know more about this movie than you do. You I'm don't know shit. Okay. <laughs> I know <laughs> that he solves an equation on a board and he's a janitor. That's like the typical, this is where the Matt Damon blueprint was born. You know, this is where that entire stereotype was born. That's what I just fucking said. Not, it's not the Matt Damon blueprint. Sorry. It's the dumb idiot blueprint. Okay. Well, whatever. I'm anyway, the dumb idiot blueprint. Let's, let's act like we like each other. Okay. So. <laughs> rude go on uh all right so they, that started in 1997 so they've had very different careers so mm -hmm. tell me what you think of this okay i think i think matt damon has had a better acting career but i feel like ben affleck has had a better i feel like he's been more of a celebrity now, this is not... I love Ben Affleck as a director. <laughs> that sounds he, really derogatory to Ben Affleck. Like, he's the bigger celebrity, but, like, obviously Matt Damon's the better um, actor. I will argue that. I feel like Ben Affleck is the only one that's had a comeback story, okay? Which, comeback stories... I grew up on Rocky. I love a good comeback story, so... Like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she got some cum on her back, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That yeah. is the best fucking blooper of all time. I love Chris Pratt. Anyways. But yeah. I <laughs> what, what do you think of that? Like Matt Damon had the the better acting career. Ben Affleck had a celebrity career and then a, a really good director finish. I don't know. What Are do you, you think? saying he's done with his career? Well, he's still I'm acting. Saying, up till now, this is our relative finish at any given moment. So I guess at it, this point now, too, like Ben Affleck is more of a director than an actor. He plays yes. supporting parts and like Matt Damon is still like a lead actor. Right. Um, yeah. I, I guess I would agree with that. I still think I I just I prefer, though, like Ben Affleck, I think just naturally. 
I don't know why. Even though I agree with you that I think Matt Damon's the better actor, but I prefer Ben Affleck as like, I think I I just, I love him even more. Are you you saying like in the acting roles or just in general? In general. I love him as actors. I love, or as an actor, as a director, as a writer. I just think I'm more of a, I'm more in the Ben Affleck camp. However, I think Matt Damon's just old reliable and he's so good that maybe I just take him for granted. Old reliable is a very good term for him. <laughs> like, yeah, he is. I mean, you can always depend on him. It's never like, oh my god, fucking Matt Damon just doing shit in that movie. He's always good. I I, I feel like the the biggest L was the crypto commercials that he did. God, I forgot <laughs> about that. You're right. Now I don't know. Even, now it's even lower. Now it's definitely Ben Affleck for I, you. I personally always love uh, their like. I mean, first off, I think his feud, Matt Damon's feud with Jimmy Kimmel is pretty epic. And the fact, oh, yeah. like, obviously they're friends, but I think that might be my favorite collaboration between the two is like, I'm fucking Ben Affleck. I'm fu- fucking Matt Damon. Those things. We all know or should know Matt Damon had no impact on that relationship jimmy kimmel just shit that out randomly and like then it became a thing that's why but, him and sarah silverman aren't together though you know <laughs> it's fucking matt damon he's like i'm done with her I'm yeah there, there's beauty that comes out of sadness but yes. uh... <laughs> and that is actually a good quote for matt damon because he is a sad character even though he does beautiful things and he is very smart <laughs> so i'm I'm plotting Goodwill Hunting 1997 as the starting point for this this roadmap that we're going to build. So they both did this thing, they won an Oscar for it. It worked out great. Then they went on and did their own kind of different thing. Matt Damon went on to do Rounders. Uh Ben Affleck blew up more. Ben Affleck did Armageddon. Yeah, dude. One of my favorite Ben Affleck performances. Again, maybe, again, why I love him. Fuck you, Bruce Willis. Don't let me go. (laughs) I cry every time I watch that fucking ending scene. And his teeth are so fucking white. It's beautiful. (laughs) Anyways. And then I think Matt Damon felt a little weird about the action, lack of action. So he did Saving Private Ryan. Sorry, he did Saving Private Ryan before Rounders. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they were like going in their own different ways where then they joined back up together and did dogma that, um, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith movie. They do a few, they did a few like things with Kevin Smith. Yeah. 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 And so where I really see the deviation of their careers is, is, uh, is when, is when Matt Damon did The Born Identity. So that was 2002. Okay. So that's like Matt Damon, like, I'm going to become an action movie star. It's like 40-Year-Old Virgin when he's like, you know, I always thought Damon was kind of a Streisand, but, like, he's kicking <laughs> ass in this movie. <laughs> when they're watching Born Identity, and I was like, I just always think of that, because it's like, yeah, like, you always think of him as kind of like, he was a kind of a pretty boy actor before that, and then this was like, no, he's kind of badass. I totally forgot about that line, but yeah. I always think about that because it's like every time I think about the Born Supremacy, I've never even watched it, but like I've only seen that sequence and like that whole scene just (laughs) nails it. Oh my God, that's amazing. So yeah, so Ben Affleck, he he did Dogma and then he just kind of did a couple random like war movie things like he did Pearl Harbor. Ben Affleck? yeah, Ben Affleck. Okay, he did Pearl Harbor with Kate Beckinsale. Can't can't blame him. Did uh, the Sum of All Fears, and so he did the Sum of All Fears in two thousand two, same year that that Matt Damon did Born Identity. So then Matt, I feel like Ben Affleck is like, I need to do an action movie, and that's when he did Daredevil. Fucking love Daredevil. I know you do. Uh, I do. I don't know why, but I always, it was like my favorite superhero movie growing up. Uh, 
the movie did no did no did nothing for him. Uh, I know, but he looked cute in that fucking red leather outfit. Let me he, just say he did. You know, as much as I love the, he net met Jennifer bro- Garner, right? He, he. So this is where we get into Matt Damon being more of a celebrity than an actor. And you mean Ben Affleck? I mean, thank you, Ben Affleck. Being it's gonna be tough. <laughs> I've, I'm had, here. I've, I've had some drinks. Um, it's okay, Jason. So- <laughs> I'm here to keep you straight. <laughs> so this is where Ben Affleck becomes more of a celebrity than an actor. Matt Damon goes on to just do a bunch of movies where some of them are good, some of them are not memorable. But he does that pretty consistently for the next 20 years. Um, ben Affleck marries Jennifer Garner for Garner Garnifer. That's not right. Uh, Garner. You're giving him a new like <laughs> like name, but no, like well, first was like the big breakup with J Lo. Well, no, Garner was before. Garner was before J Lo. Not J Lo before J Lo. I thought it was before. No, I have the IMDb. It's 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 what? uh It is Daredevil then Geely. It was it was Benefer first. Then well, they, they didn't get they didn't get together. Him and Jennifer Garner they met on that movie, but they didn't get together on that movie on Daredevil. He got with Jennifer Garner after the whole big breakup with Jennifer uh, Lopez. Are you? I would know my fucking pop culture right. better than you. You would. He I was with trust her. You on that. They met. They had chemistry in that movie, but they didn't actually get together till later after the the Benefer breakup. One point okay. So you're saying that 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 Ben Lowe happened. It was Benefer. Benefer happened before. Benefer 2.0. Yes. Before Garner? Yes. And then Benefer 2.0 just happened? Mm-hmm. Okay. I hope you're right, because uh, I'm not going to research this. <laughs> so now they're <laughs> married, but they first were dating. They starred in um, Gili, and then they were together. And then after that, they got together. Then then they broke up. They had a whole high-profile breakup. They were engaged. And then a while, a little while later, he was with Jennifer Garner and got married and had kids. Oh, okay. So Jennifer Garner was the rebound, was the long-term rebound for yeah, the Jennifer Yeah, think about Lopez. it that way, it sounds like it. I mean, he, either way, I just, I think we can be safe to say that he likes women named Jennifer. Yeah, that's his thing. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's already got Matt Damon. He's got Matt Damon. Now he's looking for the perfect Jennifer to go go with it. Uh, so but yeah, don't question me on my fucking Benefer knowledge. Okay, okay, let's move on. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> we want to make sure we're not lying to people. Do not you know? question me, Jace. That's the number one rule. <laughs> so, but that is where really the deviation happens in their careers. Matt Damon goes on to do several other things like obviously you know four more born identity movies that are just terrible compared to the first one as i mentioned in another podcast i can't watch them shaky cam's the worst thing to ever happen um but like he he also does other things like we bought a zoo which i thought was a good movie when i watched it on a plane <laughs> i hate that you watch that i hope you know i judge you really like a lot for watching that movie regardless of on a plane there's so many other fucking choices and we bought a zoo has got to be the worst fucking name for a movie i've ever heard strange Sorry. things happen on a plane it's a okay that, <laughs> that's another terrible fucking name for a movie and that could be a movie about what horrible decisions led you to the point where you watched we bought a zoo <laughs> i was on a plane and it's that was the only enough. options <laughs> i need to know something horrible happened to that, that movie day. that movie should have been just called you're on a plane <laughs> there's not many other choices either way it's still terrible but you're right it's a shock that he ever came back from that but like I'm shocked he came back from The Great Wall. I never saw that, but it, that looks like the worst movie that's ever been made. Is but the it's Great not Wall. actually as racist as we all thought back in the day. I didn't it's know done that. by an Asian director, and it's literally like there is like it's supposed to be about a white man who did this stuff. But like, I don't know. Either way, the I Last heard Samurai. 
The Last Sam, or is that the one I'm thinking of? <laughs> That's the Tom Cruise movie. Okay, well, which either is way, a good movie. they both seem fucked up. I'm. Sh- I heard one of them wasn't really like. <laughs> we all just like went. We're like, oh my god, fucking a white man in a movie about the Great Wall of China. That's probably the one. Is that the uh, one with the monsters, actually? So, The Last Samurai is about a white man in Japan. <laughs> one of them is Matt Damon fighting monsters at the Great Wall of China. <laughs> okay, then never mind. We'll just cancel both of those. No, The Last Samurai is good for my room. No, but I'm saying, room. from what I read, like... <laughs> uh, but, like, Matt Damon, as an actor, he was nominated for Academy Award for The Martian. I thought you were about to say for the Great Wall. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, he was for the Martian, and I loved the Martian. Martian Martian's great. Ben Affleck has definitely a more interesting career yes. in that he dated multiple high-profile women that also correlated to horribly bad movies, except in your opinion, one of them is okay. Hey, uh, I think we could all agree Daredevil is a whole lot better than Gigli. <laughs> Have you ever fucking tried to watch that shit? I am ready for Gigli part two. No. Okay, Benifer is back. Let's do it. It doesn't matter how terrible it is. Let's do the sequel. It's actually interesting because they were in another movie together that nobody ever talks about called Jersey Girl that came out around the same time. And he, she plays his wife at the beginning of the movie and they have a baby, but she dies in childbirth. And then he moves back home with his dad, who was played by George Carlin with the kid. And then he falls in love with Liv Tyler. So it's like an Armageddon reunion. It's a Kevin Smith movie. It's God, really good. This is triggering all of my ADHD in so many ways that we can't dive into. I'm sorry. <laughs> All I know is I watched The Mother, and I feel like I deserve Gigli too after watching that. So, God, uh, why would you want to punish yourself even more? Uh, the wife picked it. So, Sarah, when you're listening, this is on you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they've had like for two best friends, and they're like they're still best friends, as far as I understand. I don't have. I don't think sp- they'd be working together. <laughs> I don't have them on speed dial, but if they're willing to write the last duel together, then they must still be best friends. Like, yeah. I mean, if anything, I think that movie tells us they don't really like Adam Driver. <laughs> if anything about that movie, I'm like, you guys shouldn't do medieval movies. Like, uh, <laughs> you should stick to Boston stuff. Like, yeah. This is an interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. But yeah, what an interesting career. I can't wait to see more movies that they do together. Because God knows, I don't think they're fucking done. I hope not. I mean, the fact that it was 1997 to 2021 Mm -hmm. that they did, that they wrote a movie together again. It's like, yeah, the the last dance is a well, I think it's a well-written movie. Like what it's trying to say. The Last Dance, the documentary. Sorry, sorry. We're talking about Michael Jordan and something else with the last in it. So (laughs) We haven't talked about Michael Jordan in a hot minute. (laughs) All right. Same (laughs) podcast. (laughs) But yes, Air. The last duel in Air, like, I'm just like, yeah, you guys should, should write more things together. Like maybe don't do stuff in medieval times in France, but like hey. other things, maybe in Boston. That's like no, your sweet spot. Don't like put them in a fucking <laughs> box. Let them do whatever they want. I want weirder choices. I want weirder getups for Ben Affleck. I'm loving it. More dyed hair. Yeah. Crazy hair. Lots more spandex. That's all I know. Those were that was some good looking, good looking little legs he had there. <laughs> Sorry, that what, sounds really creepy. I would I would love a animated movie written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, but like rated rated R where they say fuck a lot. Yeah. Just, just bring the get Boston. out of the Boston <laughs> shit. Stop it. We we're gonna let them do whatever they want. Maybe they do Geely part two, those two guys, and then they get J Lo, then it's like even better. <laughs> I hope everyone uh, enjoyed hearing us talk about Air and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And I don't know. The biggest you know, surprise for me is I had no clue how that movie was going to end. Just total surprise ending. Spoiler alert. Michael Jordan go- ends up with Nike. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> uh, well, 
Next week, we are talking about a movie that we have been furious that we have had to wait this long to talk about before it went streaming somewhere. And then when it finally dropped, it was like no big deal. Like nobody mentioned it. I didn't see it anywhere. Like it wasn't advertised that I just fucking saw it in the selections. And I was like, Jace, it's here. (laughs) We can finally do it. We're like, put it on the calendar. Yeah. All right, Renee, what are we watching? We're watching Pearl. Starring Mia Goth came out, I think, last September. Feels like so long ago, honestly. Yeah, it's the prequel to X. Yep, but which it came out technically, like, <laughs> which like came out four months before Pearl. Yep. <laughs> like, and then we we haven't gotten a trailer yet, but we have the first image for Maxine, the third film. This just surprise trilogy. We have an episode on X, so you know how we feel about that. But mm-hmm. I'm sure you won't be surprised to know that we were all in on Pearl. <laughs> all <laughs> the way great. through the end credits. Which if you've seen it, if it, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, so it is streaming right now on Showtime, right? Yes. And I think you can also uh, get it on like Paramount Plus if you have Showtime through that since they're like combining into the same streaming platform yeah. now yeah if you add it on or whatever mm-hmm. um but that deal is actually pretty good i looked at it I'm like if i wasn't using somebody else's showtime i would definitely <laughs> do that <laughs> honestly they just need to like more of them need to merge we don't need all of these fucking individual apps it's too much <laughs> it's coming it's just going to be like disney or yeah Net- or hbo or netflix so or be something. it whoever <laughs> it is just fucking make up your minds and do it already well uh that's what's going on next week. Um, if you want a little hit of nostalgia, head over to our YouTube because we are going to be revisiting Final Destination. And yes, we are. We are very excited. And if you don't, then eventually we'll probably just put out a compilation episode like we've yeah. done with other things. And thankfully, there's only like five of these movies, so it won't be as crazy long as like our Yellow Jackets episode. But uh, I mean, I w- we could I... talk for a while about all of these. I don't know. There's a lot of intricate deaths to dissect, I think. Uh, I think you might have just jinxed it. It's going to be like four hours long. Yeah, long. well, just cut me off, Jace. <laughs> Well, speaking of that, that's it for us. And we'll see you next time on the regular exclusive podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We're out here.